Today's daf is daf Samach Dalit. We are holding uh, four or five lines from the bottom of Samach Gimel Ahmed Bey's. Uh, six lines, six, seven lines. So we left off yesterday that there was a machlokas how to darshan couple psukim that are in Parshas Mishpotim, Chavbeiz, Vav Zayin. We have one pasuk that talks about, that says, Im, 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 Yemotse, uh, the Pasuk says like this, the Pasuk says that Ki yitanish al re'eyu kes v'cheilim lishmar v'gunam y'besa ish im yemotse aganam yishalem shnayim So uh, that was Pasuk Vav and, and then the second Pasuk is im lo yemotse So we had two different opinions One opinion learned they're both talking about Torentinus Ganev they're talking about a person who the Shomer himself was the Ganav, not that someone stole from him, and both of them are referring to that particular case. And it's from the, those psukim, we've made a drosha, it was a riboy, that we darshan the din of our Mishnah, that kefal is that it's applicable to all items, both animate and inanimate uh, objects. We had a different opinion, the second b'risa, that holds that the uh, one of the psukim are talking about Tainas Ganev. The other one is talking about Ganev Atzmo, an actual Ganev. And again, but that, that, that would again be the source, the basic, that Reboi is the same Reboi to learn Bein Ben Yavashi Yesh Baruchim, Bein Ben Baruchim. The one now asks a very simple question. Our Mishnah is not talking about a case of Tainas Ganev, it's talking about a case of Ganev. It says a Ganev has to pay careful on all items, However, the, if you learn that, like the Manda Amr, that one of the two psukim, Vav and Zion, he's talking about the God of himself, so then the drusha we made to teach it applies to all items, applies both to Torentana's Ganev, and it applies to the case of a Ganev. However, if you learn that both psukim are talking about Torentana's Ganev, so then the drusha applies to Torentana's Ganev. How do you know the Din of Al Mishnah that the Ganev Atzmo also has to pay, uh, that he has to pay, uh, that uh, careful on all items. So that's going to be the Gemara's question right now. So we're holding again six, seven lines from the bottom of Samach Gimel on the base. So Bishloima. Okay, let's see it inside. I can understand according to the opinion the Amar Chad Beganav Chad Betoyantanas Ganav that one of the Psukim reply applied to the Ganav himself and one is talking about the person who claims that his item that he was safeguarding was stolen that he himself was the Ganav so then Shapir then our Mishnah's din that the Ganav pays Kefal both on Davash Yesh Baruchayim Davash Eim Baruchayim then it comes out good because you have one of the Psukim are about the Ganav but El Laman the Amar Travaya Betoyantanas Ganav but according to the opinion that both the Psukim are referring to the Tointanas Ganev. So then all you see from those two psukim is the Tointanas Ganev pays Kefal on Davash Yesh Baruchayim, Davash Ein Baruchayim with the Reboy that we learned yesterday. How do you know that a plain Ganev has the same halacha? So therefore, like it's a Ganev Atzma Minayim. So therefore, I mean, 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 I mean,
took an item beheter. He never took it beister. He took it beheter, and he has to pay kefil on all items. So the guy, the guy who stole it, he took it beister. So he'll have to pay kefil on all items. That's that's the one that says So why we don't need a pasuk of ganav atzmo? Let's learn out the The problem is that when you make a you're limited with the concept of dayo. Dayo means that if there is a stringency that is applicable or a limitation that is applicable to the kal, when you learn it out to the chamur, the chamur has to, you can't learn more than that, uh, that limitation. Now, what do you see? We're saying, over here, Tantan is Ganav, with Behetera, Asaliyada, you have to be careful on everything. So, Kava Chomer, Ganav Atzma, should have to be careful on everything. However, that there is a limitation. Tantan is Ganav only pays careful when he swears falsely. So Ganav Atzmo, the Chorah, you're not limited by that. You can take, you pay careful even when you don't make an oath. But if you're going to learn out from a Kalva Chomer from Tontanas Ganav, then you'd have to say, Dayolava Minadin, that you, it's, you have, you're limited by that which you learned out from the source, which is Tontanas Ganav. So therefore, it's sufficient to learn only, you can only learn from it if there's a Shvua. And it should come out, Ganav Atzmo is only Chayv Kevla Shvua, which is not the Din. That's why it can't be based on a Kalva Chomer. Someone says like, this, the Chayra, Dayalava Minadin, then you'd be limited that you the sufficient that you can only learn out from the 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 the, the, the Limud from the source, Leo's Kenidon to be like the, that what you're deriving should be like the, the source. And Malin, Halan, and just by telling Tanis Ganav, it's only with a Shvur, Sa'av Khan should only be with a Shvur. Someone says, You're right. The way we know that Ganav Atma pays Kaful on everything is is based on the drosha of the psukim according to Tana de Bechiskia. Now, Rashi says a very important point here. What we're going to find out right now is that there actually is a Beferish Apasuk that deals with the Ganav himself, and it says a Ganav pays Kaful. That's going to be it's going to be the drosha that we're going to learn from Tana Bechiskia. Now the problem is that if we have a befeirish pasuk says that a ganav pays kefil, so why did we have to learn it out from Tontan as ganav? Why do we we have here a ganav that pays kefil? Because says Rashi, the pasuk that we're dealing with that ganav says pays kefil only talks about live animals. It doesn't talk about inanimate objects. And therefore, you still have to have a drosha to learn the din of our Mishnah. You couldn't have brought the posuk just that's written by the posuk by, by Gneva, which says he pays kefil, because there it only talks about animals. So how do you know it applies to all other things? So that's either you learn from one of the two psukim before, one from Atonitanus Ghana, one from Ghana of Atzmo, and the Rebu teaches me all items, or if you learn both of them at Tarantanas Ganav, then here we're going to have a drush now according to Tanabe Chizkia, how the Pasuk of Ganav, even though it only mentions animals, really applies to all items. Now we're going to go through the Brysa, and we, it's going to be a little uh, difficult to understand what exactly the, 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 the methodology of the Brysa is, what tools of the Yudgimel Midos the Torah is, uh, the, the Brysa is using, but then we're going to go back on Samachia uh, Dalar and explain carefully what exactly the Brysa is, uh, is ex- uh, how the Brysa is, ut- is using the, the Pasuk to teach us the din that a Ganav pays careful on all items, not just on animals. So let's take a look. The town of the Bey Chizkiah says like this. The Pasuk that we're dealing with says like this. The Pasuk by Ghana. Let me just find out if we can find it. 
Mishor v'ad chamor v'ad sechayim shnayim yishalem. That's the pasuk. That's the end of the pasuk. The first part of the pasuk is talking about ganav. It says, "Im So the pasuk says there that uh, uh, the, the, that if 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 the gneva was surely found in the ganav's hand, all right, then uh, in, in the pasuk complete con- continues that he has to pay mishar v'ad chamor." Whether it be an ox or be a donkey, adse or a sheep, chayim alive, shnayim yishalem, you shall pay kaiful. So that's the pasuk that Chizkiyah, Tadabe Chizkiyah, is darshaning. It's also in Perakhav Beis. So let's see how Chizkiyah darshans this, this, this pasuk. The Tadabe Chizkiyah, Yomar Shor. The Torah should just mention ox, right? And gneva. Now we understand that gneva means anything that's stolen. So Gneva is more of a, a klal, of a general rule. So if you just had shor together with Gneva, that's uh, right, v'hakol b'chlal, l'chora, that would have opened it up, all things that are stolen, right? So l'chora, wouldn't that tell you everything that gets stolen you have to pay careful on? No, because ilakach, if that would have been, the word shor would have been a, the prat, and uh, Gneva is the Klal. So I see Omer, I would say, Maha Prat Mefurish. Just what is specific that we can identify about the Prat about Shor? It's Karav Lagav Mizbech. It goes on Mizbech. So I've called Karav Lagav Mizbech. So therefore, the most I would have learned is that the Klal is Ke'ena Prat, is similar to what the Prat is. The Prat is things that goes on Mizbech. So therefore, you would only have been learned that you pay careful on things that go on Mizbech. Now, so what would have that been inclusive of? What would have been added to Shor? If it only said Shor and Gneva, and he would have learned out from Shor only things that go on the Mizbeach, what would you have added? Other things that go on the Mizbeach. What other things can go on the Mizbeach? You would have added a sheep. A sheep goes on the Mizbeach. Aye, but it actually does say sheep in the Posuk. So Kashu Omer said, right? So Harei Omer says already mentioned. That if the whole point uh, is telling me things that go on Mizbeach is to be Marba Seth, then why record explicitly Seth? So, Hamani Mekayim, Gneva. So, then what are you reading Marba now with Gneva? What are you adding? I don't need to add from Shore things that go on the Mizbeach because the, only, the, the other thing to add would have been Seth, and Seth already has written the Pasuk. So, the Chor is the Rabbis called Dover. So, therefore, since it says Shore, and it says set, and I don't need it for things that go on his back. Is that not then to open it up? All things that are, uh, all things you have to be careful from. So Yomer Shor Veseh, so just say Shor and Seh, and Gneva, Vakal Bechal, and from there you learn everything from the word Shor and Seh, everything's included in the dinim of Kefal. Where it says, no, that wouldn't be true either, says the Braisa, because uh, if that would be the case, Shor Seh and the word Gneva, Hayisi Omer, what's unique characteristics about Shor and Seh? Is Ma'abratna for his Dovra Kaddish Bechora? Is it things that go on the Mizbeach in addition to things that have Kedushas Bechora? Shor has Kedushas Bechora. Seh is coming to teach me things that have Kedushas Bechora. So I've called Dovra Shesh Kaddish Bechora. So maybe you only keep careful if it's things that go on the Mizbeach or, and, 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 and things that have, uh, that, that, that have Kedushas Bechora. So my yesh l'chol l'havi. So Moses l'chora. Let's just say that that's what it's been opening it up. It's opening up to things that have kedushas bechor. So other than shor and set, what other item has a kedushas bechor? The korah chamor. So you'd be including chamor from the riboy of gneva. Shor, set, 
Aveda would be Mar Bechamor. But the Torah does have the word Chamor explicitly written. Chamor, so Chamor, Chamor, so what does it have to say Chamor for? So obviously Chamor is telling you more than things that have Kedushas Bechor, because you wouldn't need to write it if it's only for things that have Kedushas Bechor. So Chamor, is explicitly written. So what do I do then with the words Gneva, which is more the generality, that it's coming to be Marba above Shor Sen Chamor? The Ram is called out, must be to include all items for the dinner of Kefal. So Yomar, Shor, Vachamor, Sevek, Neva, Vakol, Bechlal, and everything then would be amplified for all items you have to pay Kefal. Mor says, no, because again, the pushback is you have those three. Let's say we would have written those three. Shor, Sech, Hamor, and Gneva. Omer, if that's the way the Torah would have written it, then I would have said there is a commonality between all three. That doesn't teach you all things required Kefal, only things that are similar to those three. They're, they're live animals, so therefore the animals that are alive, they're, they're, they're living creatures. So Av doesn't necessarily mean they have to be alive, it means that they're living creatures. So Av so to all living creatures would be included in the laws of Kefal, and therefore perhaps only living things, things that are animate items, can be included in Kefal, but not non-animate. You wouldn't know. So the Chorom, you would include all other animals, right? That's what you're telling me. All other animals other than Shor, Se, and Chamor. The problem with that is, is that the, the, the word that we're using for the Klau says the word Chayim. It actually explicitly says the word Chayim in the Pasuk. So Chayim, so that already tells me Live animals, living things, not like they don't, the animals have to be alive, but living things, animate items are included in the drosh of a kefal. So if that already tells me things, then a cholera, why do I have to write the word chayim? If I'm shor se chamor, I would have included only things like them, that they're, they're things that have been alive, then why do I have to write the word chayim? Obviously, I don't need to write shor se chamor chayim only for things that are alive. It's coming to uh, broaden it. So therefore, so therefore, so therefore, what am I learning out from Geneva? What am I making Marbe Geneva above and beyond those things that are in the Pasuk? So Rabbis Chol Davar, it's coming to include all items. So that's the way the Brysa is written down. We're going to break it down. But the Brysa basically, the reason we bring the Brysa was we said that according to the opinion that said that the Tupsukim that we mentioned yesterday, one's talking about turning Tana's Ghanav, one's talking about a Ghanav. So we have explicitly a Ghanav pays Kefal on all items, both inanimate and animate items, written explicitly. Then, then, so we know Ghanav, we know the Din of our Mishnah, pays Kefal on Darash Ein Baruch Haim, Darash Yesh Baruch Haim, fine. But we said, but if both Sukkim talk about a Tontana's Ghanav, so then if both talk about Ghanav, how do you know that the Ghanav pays Kefal on all items? You can't learn it out from Tontana's Ghanav, because there there's a Shvur, and a Ghanav doesn't have to make a Shvur. So we said that this is the drasha, you learn out from the drasha of Chizkiah, Tanu Bechizkiah, that we just said right now. That's how you would learn out that a gun of himself pays kefal on all items, whether it's an, an animate or an inanimate object. Now we're going to go back and break down this brysa. Now the Gemara is going to have the following problem. In the Yud Gimel Midrash, Torah addresses by him, there is four, five, and six. Now rule number four, rule number five, rule number six. Now six 
we're familiar with. That's the one we tried to use yesterday. We turned, we went away from it. We said it's a reboy, not a cloud brother cloud, but it's a cloud brother cloud. That's when you have a generality in the beginning of the pasuk. You have a prat specifics in the middle of the pasuk, and then again followed up by another generality. And the rule is that the the uh, specifics define how broad the generality is going to be. If it's things that are similar, it doesn't have to be only the specifics, but things that are similar to the specific items that are t- have the same tags, same commonalities, that's what the, the last reboy amplifies, every, uh, includes everything that are similar, prat. But that's number, rule number six. Rule number four and rule number five are as follows. The number four, I think this is the right order. Number four, you have a klalu prat, you start with a cloud with a general rule, and then you go to the specifics. If that's all you have, then all you're allowed to learn out from a cloud of prat are only what the prat says. The prat limits. Nothing else is added, only what exactly the prat is. That's if you have a klal and prat on its own. If you have the next rule is a prat or klal, then you start over the specifics and then you go to a generality, that opens it up to everything, and it doesn't have to be defined by the specifics. The fact that you only had specifics followed by the cloud, that's marbe everything. Now, the one who wants to understand right now, what, ta- what drosha is the Tana, uh, the Bechiskia, using to learn out that the Ghanav has to pay Bein Davosh Yesh Baruchah and Bein Davosh En Baruchahim? What is he using? So the Choroi, we dealt with specifics and he dealt with a generality. Now, is it a Klal or Prat? Or is a Klal or Prat or Klal? Right now, we don't know that there are two Klals. We're dealing with the fact we only know there's one Klal, which was Gneva, smash for all things you steal. And, uh, and you had the Prat, which was. Uh, uh, was was the was the uh, which was was either shor sech hamor. Now let's see. That's the Mora's going to ask. <clears throat> so ask the Mora as follows: Amar Mar, the master just taught us in the following brisa. Uh, let me find it. Yo Mar Shor, the brisa began. Let it say shor. That's the prat, and you follow by gneva. So the Chorah would be a Prat and Klal. The problem is if you open up the Chumash and you look for the Pasuk, the Pasuk, the word Geneva is written in the beginning of the Pasuk before the word Shor. So it's a meek siv Shor v'Gneva. Geneva v'Shor hudich siv. It's written Geneva and then Shor, which means that if Geneva is your Klal and Shor is your Prat, then how can you say, let it say Shor, and from there I would learn out all items, or even I would learn out things that are similar to Shor, that's not true. Because if you started with a Gneva being the Klau, and Shor being the Prat, the Din is a, a Klau or Prat, you can only apply to what the exact, it would only apply to Shor, wouldn't apply to everything else. So what is the Brisa talking about? So what is the chitaim? So therefore, like that. So there would be a. Uh, so therefore, miksiv shor v'gneva. It doesn't say shor v'gneva. Gneva v'shoru dixiv. It says gneva first, and then it says shor. So what is it like this? Maybe that is hypothetical. I mean, the way to understand what the brides are saying is 
that if the word gneva had to be, would have been written, for whatever purpose, they're drawing, we're going through the hypothetical now. If the word gneva would have been written after the word shor, then this would have been the outcome, right? Maybe that's what it's saying. If it would have been written that way. And when it says it doesn't fit the rest of the wording of the b'risa, either way, even if you say that that's what he meant, but it doesn't fit the wording of the b'risa. How can you say that that's the gist, that's what the Tana of the b'risa is saying? Because the chora, what did he say? He says, if it would have written that way, if it would have written prat uh, and a cloud, would have written shor and then gneva, so ma prat mefurish, you would say it. So just as the prat, which is shor, is talking about all items, or Prat uh, is coming to tell you to include things that are similar to Shor. It's not true, because when you have a Prat followed by a cloud, without a beginning cloud, just a Prat and a cloud, everything is included. You, can't, you don't limit it to the specifics of the Shor. It's Ma Prat Mefurish, uh, that it says Ma Prat Mefurish, just as the Prat is similar to there's only things that go on the Mizbeach, so therefore it only would include things, that, it's not true, because I have a Shor Prat, Shor would be the Prat, Neighbor would be the cloud, and the rule of the Yud Gimel Midas, if you have a prat and a cloud, nas the cloud, most of a prat, the cloud is added to the prat, and everything then could be learned from that final cloud. And therefore, you cannot say that we're limited to only things that are similar to the shore. That's not true when it's a prat to cloud. Ella says the Gemara must be that the gist of the Bryce, it's not talking about if it would have had the word uh, uh, Gneva come after the word Shor. We're talking about actually what is being written. Ella Kedersiv means we know that a Gneva comes first and then comes the word Shor. But then you also have a problem. So Ella Kedersiv Ka'amri. The problem is that again the Bryce doesn't read because that would make it a Klal uprat. And what's the rule when it's a klal uprat? You can only include the prat, nothing else. Mimat is amart, hakol b'chlal. So how can you say everything should have been learned out from shore? You can't learn everything from shore. Uh, uh, uh. Or the next part, it said, okay, don't learn everything from shore. Only learn things that are similar to shore. Or ma'aprat mefurish. Or what is unique about the, about the shore? That it, things are going to his back. You can't, the b'risa can't say then. Because have a gneva klal, because gneva would be the first klal, and shore would be the prat, and the rule of the Yud Gimel Midos is, is that klal prat, ein b'chlal, el ma'ashev prat. You can only include what's in the prat. Shor in midiach lo. So what's going on over here? So comes along Rovlo. So Mora says like this, yeah, uh, you're right. We're not dealing with a klal of prat. We're not dealing with a prat of klal. Really, we are dealing with the time of the Bryce understands that this is a klal prat of klal. Now we'll see which words are showing what. But it's a klal prat of If it's a klal prat of klal, then the Bryce does make sense. Because then it doesn't include everything from the last klal. It only includes things that are similar, that have uh, commonalities with the prat. It's not limited to the prat because it's not a klal of prat. It's a klal prat to klal. When you have a klal prat to klal, it's ka'ena prat, things that are similar. That's what we understand. Now, which word is the klal and which word is the prat? So when it says like this, Amarava, Tana Achayim Kasamichle, that the original klal is like we thought is the word gneva. The final klal is the word chayim. Chayim is a much broader item. And then the prat is in between. So therefore, so therefore, the chlal prat the chlal kamale. So therefore, and it's a chlal prat the chlal. Now, before we go and explain how the brayser reads, the gemara right away throws in a question: Is that if you want to make it a chlal prat the chlal, 
that Lechora, there are opinions that the first klal and the second klal should really be having the same type of impact. Now it's not it's not it's not true over here because the first klal we said it's gneva. What does gneva imply? Anything you steal. The last klal you're saying comes from the word chayim. What does chayim imply? Chayim implies including all things that what that have been alive. That's a much more limiting cloud than their first cloud. So they want to ask the question, the chayra, that the last cloud of Chaim is not similar to the impact of the first cloud, right? So therefore, can you make a cloud about the cloud under such circumstances? So that's not a problem. Because that we're saying that we're going to say the author of the Tana of our, of, of Tana Bechiskia goes like the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, philosophy from the base medrash of Rabbi Shmuel that you can make a cloud even if the first cloud and the second cloud are not similar in impact. So what it says like this. So now, okay. So now, let's understand. So what's the gist now of the Bryce? How is the Bryce reading? Now, what the what? what let me explain outside. And we'll see inside. What Rob is going to say that Bryce is addressing the following question. The first. Uh, the, the first cloud we're saying is the word gneva. It says, If the gneva will be surely found in his hands. What the, what the Bryce, the time of the Bryce was asking the following question, why do we need that double lotion of himatse tematse? Im himatse tematse, if something will surely be found in his hands, hagneva. That, what, what, that double lotion of himatse tematse was bothering the Tana. Why do we need that? That's a very, also very inclusive statement. Anything that's found in his hands. So if, why do we need to have that? If you already have a cloud, Pratachal teaching me anything you find, so why do we have to start the Pasuk with the words imhimatse timatse? That's really the question that the Tan of the Brisa is addressing. And let's see how he addresses it. This is what the Tana of the Brisa, the Bechiskio, the whole, uh, the, the whole, we're gonna go through the whole Brisa again, explaining how that's the problem. Imhimatse timatse lamali, why do you have to start the Pasuk with himatse timatse? Himatse timatse is a very inclusive statement. It's much more anything you find in the person's hands. So therefore, Yomar Shor, we don't need to have Himatsa Timatsa. Let the Pasuk just write Shor and Gneva. Let it write Shor together with Gneva, Gneva being the first Klal, Chayim being the last Klal, and let's make a Klal, Prato Klal, right? So let's write the word Shor, Gneva, and Chayim, Fachol Bechlal, and let's learn everything out from this Klal, Prato Klal. So then the problem is that no, because you would have to limit it to the commonalities of things that are similar to Shor. So even I would have said to Shor you'd only be able to add from Shor things that go on a Mizbeach only including things you'd have to be careful for that go on the Mizbeach. So, now what would you have included from that? Seh. So the Bryce continues. Kashu Omer says, so then why did it need to write Seh? So when it says Seh, obviously it's opening up more than just things that go on the Mizbeach. So So what do I use uh, the Gneva, which being the cloud? of the cloud, what's it coming to include? Can't be just telling me things that go on the Mizbeach, because then why would you have to write the word Seh? So Lerchavah's called Dover, it must be all things you have to be careful. On that, the, the Brysa pushed back. Yomer Gneva Veshor Veseh. I'm sorry, Kol Davar. So Yomer Gneva Shor Veseh Vechayim Vachol Bechlal. And let's learn everything from them. So that's still part of what we want to do. I, the Brysa pushes back. So Elo Kane, if it would have just said, 
the two claws of, of Gneva and Chayim, with the two prats in the middle, Shor and Seh, I would have said, it doesn't include everything. What does it include? Things that are similar to those two. What is similar to those two? Similar to those two is that it has a din of Bechor. Hayisi Omer, Ma'aprat Meforish, Davra HaKadosh, Kadosh Bechorah. I've called Davra HaKadosh Bechorah. So therefore, Lechorah, okay, so fine. So what would you have included if that would have been the Klal Prat So Ma'yesh Lechor Lahavi Chamor. Right? That would have said, maybe coming to teach me that a donkey also you have to pay careful for. But the problem is, if it's coming to teach me donkey, then why did you have to explicitly write donkey in the Pasuk? Because you omer chamor, hare chamor omer, it's already written. Hamani mekayim gneva. So what if is the, the riboy of the, what is the generality of the Klaal Pratachal coming to teach me more than what's written in the Pasuk? Lechora, to teach me that it's things that are, that are Kedush's Bechor, to include donkey, donkeys in the Pasuk. The rabbi is called, Dar must become to teach me all things. So Yomar Gneva Shorva Chamor Bechayim Vakol Bechlal. So you have the Shorva Chamor and, and you have the Gneva and Chayim to teach me all things. And that the Brisa pushes back. No. Because Ilukain, Aisi Omamaprat Mephurish Balachim. Maybe it's telling me all things that are similar to the three things that I mentioned. They're all living items. So therefore, Av Kol Balachim, only living items you pay careful for. But inanimate things you do not pay careful for. So therefore, so Mayesh Lechalahavi. So that's what perhaps. The um, uh, that, that therefore, so what would you have learned out? All other giraffes, donkeys, things. I mean, not donkeys, giraffes, uh, 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 elephants, anything else that's not mentioned in the pasuk of living animals would have been included, perhaps. So therefore, Shar Balachayim. The problem is, you don't need to teach me things that are alive. The pasuk explicitly, even in the Klal, it uses the word Chayim. Chayim tells me things that are alive. So why do I need Shar, Se, and Chamor to be marbed things that are alive? The pasuk says Chayim must be telling me more than just that. So Arei Chayim Amur Hamanimakayim Gneva. So therefore, what do I be marbe with the Klal of Gneva? All things that means it can't be all things that are similar to those things that are alive because it says the. Word but Chaim explicitly must be all things is included, all items, even a non-animate items as well. The rabbis called Davar, so it's coming to teach me all things. So therefore, the point is, now the kicker is, so if from the Klal Pratachlal, using Gneva as the first Klal, using Chaim as the, as, as the last Klal, and Shor Sechamor in the middle, and we see from there, you don't just need it for living items. That Klal Pratachlal to tell me all things, even non-living items, then why did the Pazak have to start with an additional rebuy of Himatse Temotse, some, an inclusive statement of if will surely be found. That's the question that the Brisa is addressing. Why do I need him if I have a Klaal Pratachlal teaching me all items anyway? So Gemara says like this, that's the Pshat in the Brisa. So Gemara says, one second, if that's the Pshat in the Brisa, the Brisa never answers that question. So Iachi Shaper Kashale, then that, the Tana Bechizkiah who brought down this Brisa is asking a good question. Why do I need him Matzeh Tematzeh if I have a Klaal Pratachal teaching me all items anyway? So Shaper Kashale, you're leaving us on a cliffhanger, you're leaving us with a question. What it says like this, the reason why it's not a good question is Mishum de Isle Pircha, because the Klaal Pratachlal, as it stands, really is, is, it can be refuted. How could it be refuted? So like this, and this is the Rashi explains beautifully over here in the Lomdus of a Klaal Pratachlal, right? Let's, let's figure this out for a moment. The first Klaal is Gneva. 
Now, Gneva is very inclusive. Right? All things that could get stolen. The cloud brought the cloud, you want to teach me things, all items, whether it's alive or it's not. Yet then why is the last klal the word chayim? If the word, the last klal, the word chayim, and lechora, the last klal should be the more powerful one. Because a klal of prat, the first klal followed by a prat is weak. Because the prat would knock out and say only the things in the prat. What allows you to expand it to more things is the last klal. Yet the way it's written is the last klal is the word chayim. And the word chayim is mashma things that are alive. And you want to use this klal prat to teach me even things that are non-animate. That's the problem with this klal prat And that's why we're going to need him matzah Meaning it's not a cliffhanger. Really, the, 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 again, where this is, how this is read into the bryce or where this information is contained in the bryce. The point is, says Robert, that's what the pshat over here is. You, that the, the Tana saying is, himatza tamatza must be needed because the klal prata klal is, is, is not an effective one because what you're trying to learn out and it, which needs the last klal to teach me that, that applies both inanimate and inanimate. And the last klal uses the word chayim. Chayim is, is, it means the opposite. Things that are not, uh, it means things that are alive, not things that are uh, inanimate. That's the question. So, Kajle, Mishum, the Isle, Pircha, what's the Pircha on the Cloud Pratakhlaw? Because the Rabbis called our Mehekamaisle, where at the end of the day are you trying to learn out that you're expanding, that it's all items, even non animate items? Mikhlaw Basra, the more powerful cloud has to be the last cloud. And what is the cloud Basra over here? Cloud is Gufe Chaim Tsivbe. The last cloud uses the word Chaim, which is Mashba, things that are alive, not things that are not alive. So, how are you using that to be Marba, things that are not alive? So cloud how is it an effective cloud How does it help you to be able to learn out things that are not alive? So therefore, <coughs> again, so because the chora to tell me that it's coming to things that even things that are not alive, the last cloud is chaim, it's much only things that are alive. Ksiv, in Mishum hachi, that's why it's rich imimatzei. That's why you need the imimatzei temotzei. What the one is going to basically say is that, it, that it's a mistake. The imimatzei temotzei is those are going to be the two clouds, not gneva and chayim. Gneva and chayim are going to be considered like within those two clouds. Himatzei is going to be the first cloud, temotzei is going to be the last cloud, and everything else falls in the middle, even though one's going to ask structurally, that's not how the post is written. The structurally is the two clouds are written together, himatzei, temotzei, but we're going to throw one of them to the end of the post and make it a cloud, prat cloud with himatzei, temotzei, and then at the end of the day, it's going to be marred by all things, both inanimate and inanimate objects that you have to be careful. So one says like this, that's why, mishumachi itzrich imatzei, Amri, so you're going to ask me the question, the Bnei Shiva is going to ask, that it's not a, big, a beginning klal and an end klal. These two are written in the beginning of the positive. The two are written together, himotse and timotse. So Amravina, could Amri Marova, that the answer to that is like we say in the Yerushalmi, in, 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 in the Chachomim of Eretz Yisrael, what do they say? That when you find two general rules, even though they're that they are next to each other, and they're then followed by the prat, by the specifics, you are allowed to chop it up. Hatel prat you can move the prat in between it. And you can look at it as like a cloud prat, 
as if the prat is written between the two claws. Now let's see how does that work over here. So we're saying the himatze tematze are the two claws. Shor sechamor chayim chayim gneva chayim are going to be within the two himatze tematze. That's what we're saying. So let's see if it works. So shadi shor bein himatze tematze. Let's first put shor in there. Now what is it going to come teach me? Let mai. What would you learn out from the klal prat Himotse, shor timotse, ili to yebalchai. If it's coming to teach me that it has to be a living item like the shor, lechora, the Pasuk says the word chayim. So therefore, I already know that living items are included from the word chayim. So shor can't be teaching me that. So mechayim nafka, eli to yedavr she'en balachai. Must be teaching me shor. I don't need it for living objects. It must be all objects like the shore. It doesn't have to be alive. It doesn't have to be that it's alive. It means an object, an acid. Any acid you have to make careful from. How do I know it's not coming to teach me alive? Because the Pazik says, Chaim Beferish. So therefore, Bedro Shachi and Darshan as follows. Ma Prat Mefurish Davramataltel moment. And you're going to be learning similar to the Prat. What is similar to the Prat? That it has to be movable items. All the things that are mentioned over there, Shor, Chamor, Seh, are all movable items. The goof a moment and intrinsically they have value. I've called our metal to the and so do all things that are movable and are intrinsic value. That's what you're gonna have to pay careful from, right? Now, so Metsu, Shadi Chamor. Okay, fine. So you have Shar in between the two. Now let's put Chamor in there. What is that going to now come to be marba? Things that are not alive. We said Shor teaches me that. So this is what goes back to yesterday. Things that have a siman. Things that are identifiable because they have identifiable marks. Now we explained, the Chazanish I think said, the Meiri brings it down, is that uh, before, that in Rashi, what does it mean things that have a siman? It's not actually teaching me a law of Gneva, but it's talking about a case of something that it was, 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 was found. Person found an item and and then he claimed that it was stolen from him, that this fellow will not have to pay careful if it did not have sim on him. And the reason he wouldn't have to pay careful didn't have sim on him, because actually he did not have to return it anyway if it did not have sim on him. There is, I believe, the Orsameach, he doesn't like that shot because all of a sudden we're talking about a regular Ghana. We're not talking about somebody who found something and claims it was stolen. So he learns also by even by a regular Ghana. The shot is that if you, you steal something from someone that you have no identifiable markings on it, then the natural disposition is you're gonna be you're gonna be mayayish, you're gonna give up hope. And the reason you don't have to pay careful on it is because you made it hefker. And once you make an Hefker, so therefore that's why you would not have to pay careful on it. I think that's how the Osamech learns what the Pshad is. But anyway, the word Chamor somehow is teaching me that you only pay careful when there are Simon and Dabr Mesuyam. That's what it's coming to be marvelous. So it could be any item that we already know from sure. Chamor tells me, but whatever the item is, has to have a Simon. So Iachi Sel Amali, fine. So what do I need the word Se in the Pasuk form? So Mora says, you're right, we're stuck. If you want to make it a klal or prat from the words himatze being the first klal and, and, and timatze being the last klal, you're going to be stuck with trying to figure out what the word seb means. 
So Moira says, let's go back to the drawing board. There's another form. It's not part of the Yud Gimel Midos, but it is in, I believe, it's the Lamed Bey's uh, rules that it's expanded rules of Rabbi Yishmol and that uh, in, uh, uh, that takes out cloud Pratichlal that you don't always learn a cloud Pratichlal but you also can use or instead of a cloud Pratichlal you use what's called a Ribui Mute Ribui now a Mute Ribui Mute is much more inclusive than a cloud Pratichlal we're not going to get into all the, de- the, the details of it the other places in Shas that we're going to do but the Himatse Tematsu is saying it's not going to be too cloven we're not dealing with a, two clouds, but we're dealing with two reboys. That's what himatsa tematsa is the reboys. Now that's going to help us. Now let's see. So one says like this: Ela riba umiyut veriba. That means that himatsa tematsa are the two reboys, and the pratim are miyutim. There's amplifications and limitations. So let's see what they are. Kedasani the bei rabbi shmol. The time of bei rabbi shmol, we find by the kosher fish, it says bamaim bamaim. It says the word maim maim too. And therefore, even though the buzzing only identifies certain bodies of water, but we learn out with a reboy. Miut riboy, that it means all bodies of water from the mind by mind are written twice. Base pa'amim. Ain's a cloud prat, and we don't look at it as a cloud prat in the case of the kosher fish. El riboy miut riboy. So therefore, here too, we're going to use it as a riboy miut riboy. So therefore, a riboy miut riboy, the way it works is it's marve everything. Everything is included. I so what does the prat do? The prat doesn't define the riboy like a cloud prat to cloud, but each prat takes away one, one thing from paying careful. One thing is limited by, uh, by, the, by the limitation of the prat. So riboya call, my rabbi, rabbi call mili. Everything is included for kefal. So iachi, call on a prati lami. So what are you going to do with a pratim if everything is included in the cloud? So chad lamiute karka. One is to teach me that uh, whether it's, let's say, shor, that you don't have to pay on karka kefal, because again, it's not movable. Chad lamiute avodim. One shor said, let's say, I'm sure chamar is to take that avodim. You do not pay Kefal, right? Because Avodim we said are similar to Shor, to, to, to Karka. Chad Lamiute Shtaros, because they don't have intrinsic value. All right? Now, you're left with two Pratim, because we say Gneva and Chayim are not part of the general statements now, they're part of the specifics. What do you do with the words Gneva and Chayim? And that we have a different drasha for. Gneva and Chayim, we've used the Gderav, the Gderav, the Amarav, and we're going to deal with this in tomorrow's daf. Is that when you pay, when you pay for a, uh, when you pay for a, uh, an item that was stolen, it's unlike, it's not, it's unlike Nezek, it's not the same thing as Nezek, but the way it works is when you pay for an item that was stolen, you have to pay what its value was in its most vital point at the time when you stole it. Where do we learn that from? Ach, uh, 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 from the word Chayim, uh, Gneva Chayim. At the time of the Gneva Chayim, that in its vital, in its most vital p- time, that's how you pay for it. Ach ye lekeren, the principle that is paid is Ke'en Shaganam, like it was at the time when it was stolen. That's what you do with the words Gneva and Chayim. Okay, now let's circle back to the beginning of today's dot. Now, basically, this was all needed for the opinion that learns that both the Psukim, Vav and Zion, that we learned yesterday, we're talking about Tarantanas Ganev. So, how do we know that a regular Ganev has to be careful on all items, whether they're alive, like it mentions the Posik by Gneva, or whether it's inanimate, like we mentioned in our Mishnah? How do we know that? We just now went through a whole Drosha, Tanat Bechiskia, Himatsa Tamatsa, all that. That was all going to show that Yuchayev. 
Kefal on regular gneva. But the Gemara says, but Laman de Amar, according to the opinion that says, Chad Beganov, Chad Betoyntanov's Ganov, that one of the two Psukim yesterday already taught us that a regular Ganov pays for all circumstances, pays Kefal. So therefore, Chad Beganov, Chad Betoyntanov's Ganov. So Ganov Atzmo, Navkaleh, he learned it from Imiyamatse Ganov. He learned it from one of the two Psukim yesterday of Imiyamatse Ganov. When the Ganov is found, that he learned from a regular Ganov. So I, hi, Imiyamatse Temat. So this pasuk that was darshan by Tanah Bechiskia, but we learned the two himatzes, the beginning and the end. You don't need any of that to teach me that a ganav pays kefal on all items. You already learned that from one of the two psukim that before. So what are you going to do with the drasha of himatzet temotzeh? He's going to use the Himatse Temotse for Rava's Drosha. Now, what did Rava Barahiloi teach us? My time to Rav. What's the source? What's the reasoning from Rav? Rav learned that if someone shows up in Beisdin and admits that he stole, you cannot make him pay Kefal. Karen, he can pay on his own admission, but Kefal, he cannot. Why not? We say, because Mordeb Knaas Potter. How do you know Mordeb Knaas is Potter? So he says like this, so my, uh, my time to Rav, to Amar Mordeb Knaas Edim, and Rav, we're gonna see even more. Rav's sheet is that even if Edim come afterwards and testify that he did steal, once he admits, you cannot, uh, you cannot make him pay the kefal. Now, how do you see it from the words If he's found to be the Ganav with Edim, then then you can use that uh, information by, in the, by the Dayonim to obligate him to pay the kefal. But it's only if the information came to you through Edim. But if he preempted and he showed up before the Edim, and admitted. So now you have that information, not with the Adim, from him, the if he made himself guilty, he's the one who showed up first and made himself guilty, you do not pay the Kefal, you can only make him pay the Karen. Now, the Gemara goes back, so, according to the opinion, we said both of the Sukkim yesterday, we're talking about and Himatse Timatse, we need for the God of himself. So therefore, we're using the words Himatse Timatse. So how do you know that Morbeknas is Potter if you cannot have the words Himatse Timatse. So when it says like this, so the Chora, so the Manda, I'm a Travai, but Tantanas Ganev, the High Imamatse Timatse, Mapikle, the Ganev Atma, we needed to teach me that the Ganev himself pays Kefal for everything. So Mashiach Atma, and all, and so someone who makes himself guilty that we cannot use his information to make name Kefal, how do you know that? Where is this from a different Pasuk? The Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Chav Beis Ches, it says that when he comes to Beistin, so it says, Asher Yashiun Elohim Yishalom Shnai, Elohim Yishalom Shnai Mlureyu, that as the courts find him guilty, he has to pay double. Now what do you see for that? It's the judges had to make him guilty, and not the person made himself wicked or made himself guilty. So therefore from that clause you learn out that we cannot make you pay careful based on your own admission. So now we go back and ask the question. So if you have the Pasuk Asher Yashiun Elohim, and that's enough to teach me, you cannot make yourself guilty uh, based on your own admission. So then why do we need the pasuk of himatze temotze? 
Right? So the opinion that said that we already know Ganev from one of the Psukim from yesterday. So, right? So Ganev to isolate And you already learned from the words that you cannot, if only where you found with Adim can the courts hold you responsible for the Kefal, but not if they found it out from yourself. So then So then why do you need the second clause about Yashiun that only the base thing can make you wicked? and not you make yourself, my Darish Bay. So what it says like that's very interesting, that that, 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 that that position is going to hold as follows, is if you only had one posse that says that we cannot hold you liable for your own admission, what that would basically mean that you cannot hold yourself based on your own admission, we cannot make you make knas. But you might think, well, if Adam show up later, now we don't need your admission, we can use them. That's why you need Asher Yashin Elohim to teach me even if Adam come later. I mean, you need both drushes. One is, the, one is to teach me that we cannot hold you liable even if Adam don't show up. And one is we cannot hold you liable even if Adam do show up. Because you'll still be potter. Otherwise, we would say only, it doesn't mean that you're exempt when you admit. It just means we cannot convict you based on admission. But if we can evict you based on Adam coming later, we'll convict you based on that. That's why you need both psukim of Asher Yashin Elohim and Himatzah Timatzah. So Amalach, Ahumi that the Bonoknas is completely potter, even if Adam come later. It's, it's a ptur. It's just not that we cannot be you. Going back to the other opinion that says Tointan is Ganev, so we need we need one of the we need to teach me that your Chayev Ganev Atzmas Chayev Kevon all things. So you only have the pasuk Vasheri Arshinu Lehim. So then what does he hold? Taka he holds. He disagrees. He holds that the only drasha you have is we cannot convict you based on your own admission. But if Adam show up later, we can convict you based on those Adams. So there's a machlok as we're going to learn later on in Mordechai's uh, Adam. Is it Chayav? Is it Potter? That's going to be the same machlok as whether you learn that the two drashas of a Tontanis Ganev or one of them is Tontanis Ganev, one of them is Ganev Atzma will come out being that it will result in the same machlok. Let's go back to it. Says the Gemara as follows. Um, so All right. Now says the one as follows. Bishlomo. Now I understand. We said. Uh, let me just find the place. Now there's Second wide line it says that according to the opinion that learned yesterday, one one drasha was going on a ganav, one was going to tointanis ganav. So I already know that a ganav pays kefal on all items from the from yesterday. Vav and Zion, we know that from there. And we said, what does he use? Uh, what does he use imatze temotze for? He used it for the ganav me. So 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 bishlama imatze temotze. He used like rava bar eloi for the din of mor beknas vachababa edim that your potter. Now, but that only teaches you what the clause of himatze temotze is. What about all of the shor, the seh, the salma? Why do you have to have all? I mean, shor seh the chamor and 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 chayim and shnayim. What about all the other specifics that I mentioned? The pasuk. You only dash in the words himatze temotze from the pasuk. But what about all the specifics in the pasuk? The more ask the question. So the chayr aval kolani pratil amali. Why do you need all those specifics? Says the more now a, a rule which really needs more explanation. We're not going to deal with right now. But Kedatana debei Rabbi Yishmol. Kedatana debei Rabbi Yishmol. Rabbi Yishmol had the following rule. That called Parsha Shanamra, that if you have a Parsha that is written in the Torah and then it's repeated, 
Right? It seems to be redundant. It was repeated again. As long as that pasuk or that parsha has a novelty contained within it, then we don't care about the fact that there are other redundancies. As long as there is some, there's no novelty at all, then it's a redundancy that needs to be explained. But if it has some novelty to it, like in this case, Himotse Timotse has a novelty, we learn out that Mordechai's Akhabah by Adim is Potter, right? That's we learn out from that. So therefore, I understand, that's why, it's, even though it mentions there, the Shar, Sech, Amor, which we don't need that, we already know that from another source, but nevertheless, it's not redundant. That's the idea. So what it says as follows. So what it says like this. Again, that's, that's the, the time of the Beit Rabbi Says the Gemara of the Now, since we're learning, we have a Pasuk for Ganav. And we have a positive Tarantana's Ghanav. By Tarantana's Ghanav, we see you only have to pay Kefal when you make a Shvur. So maybe Ghanav too. Maybe a Ghanav only pays Kefal if in association with the Gneva there was also a false Shvur. How do you know that a regular Ghanav pays without the Shvur? I wouldn't have thought to think that you have to make an oath by a regular Ghanav to pay the Kefal. Why not? The sign we learned in a bride, so Eina Ella Beshvur. I would only know that you're Chayev by a regular Ghanav. But uh, if you make an oath, so I'm at Lokachai. No, that makes no sense. That we don't say that. We don't say that you need to make an oath by a regular Ghanav to be Chayv Kefal. So says my Lokachai. Why not? Why are you saying that we don't say that? Why it can't be that way? So I'm Rabbiya because like this. If in fact a regular Ghanav would only be Kefal with a Shvua, then why do I have to write a parish of Ganev? Once I know that a Tointan is Ganev, pays Kefal with a Shvua, then like we said, yes, there should be a Kalvach Homer. If by a regular Ganev, where it came, uh, where, if a Tointan is Ganev, where he came to him Beheter, he has to pay Kefal when he swears falsely. A Ganev, when it comes to him Beisr, Kalvach Homer, he would have to swear falsely. Or he would have to pay Kefal if he swore falsely. I wouldn't need a Pasuk for it. The fact that there's still another Pasuk that teaches me that a Ganev pays Kefal, can only be for without a shvur because with a shvur I don't need a pasuk I could learn it down from Tontanus Ganav that's the one who's going to answer so I'm Rabbi Loi Lichtov Rachmano Shnayim Yisholem Beganav don't write Shnayim Yisholem you have to be careful by a regular Ganav Beleis Bekalvachom Lerav Bekalvachom Tontanus Ganav Ma Tontanus Ganav Devetei Razli Yada even though it came to his hands Beheter was a Shomer Amar Kral Lishalem Trey the Torah says he has to be careful so Ganav Atzmo so therefore the Ganav himself to be Surah Razli Yada he came through his hands through an act of theft. So the Kol Shekane, if he swears falsely, he would have to pay Kefal. He swore he never stole and we find out that he did. Why do we have a Parsha that says a regular Ghanav has to pay Kefal? Must be teaching us even with that by him, even without a Shvur, is Chayv Kefal. Now, let's finish up. was asking, according to everybody, whether you learn it from whether you learn it from the two, two, two reboys, how could you use it? We actually need it for something else. Himatzah is spoken for. What do we need it for? The Pazik says when you steal, that you are, have to pay Kefal. Uh, uh, right? So it says over there, what do we learn from there? It says, uh, it says like this, the Brisa asks, I only know if you steal with your hand. You actively steal something with your hand. That's when you're you're chayev. But Ella, but Yado, but uh, Ella Yado, but Gago. Let's say uh, you, it wandered into your uh, rooftop. 
or chatzer into your courtyard, karfifa, your porch, and then you locked the door behind it and you stole it that way. So you didn't actually physically grasp the item. Pazak says, maybe it has to be biyad. How do you know it means always that it comes into your property? You're still chayv as a ganev. Talmud lomar, under all circumstances it's found. Anyway that it's found by you. Not dafka where you physically took it. So the chayra, that means is spoken for. How could we learn that for the other drushes? When it says like this, if all it was coming to teach me that if it's found in your domain, you're going to be high of even if you didn't use your yad, then the Torah should have written be consistent. It should have said, himotse, himotse, or timotse, timotse, redundancy of the same word teaching me anywhere in your rishus. The fact that it changes the language from himotse, timotse, allows you to make two drushes over here. You can make two drushes. The two drushes could either be to teach me that there's two reboys over here or to teach me that like, like, through so that's how we learn out and we will continue with this tomorrow gentlemen have a wonderful day Rabbi question um, are you going to shoot uh, I'm not I'm doing it next week probably so we're going to do it during shower shoot tomorrow yeah okay thank you right. take care